It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt, just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months. It's SaveWithConrad.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you are listening to To Be The Man with the nature boy, Ric Flair. Rick, how are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Man, better than I deserve. Excited to be with you today, and it is a big day, I, man. Golly. I am rolled hard and put up wet, brother. Got home last night at 10 o'clock. <laughs> what a week. Man, what a week indeed. Uh, a lot has changed since you and I sat down and chopped it up. Oh, we got a lot God. to talk about today. I guess we should just... Start at the top WrestleMania, man, night one. What a show it was. I don't think there's much debate. Uh, Rhea and Charlotte had the best match in my opinion. I'm sure you agree. They had the best match at WrestleMania. Wow. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, actually let's, let's get serious. So I showed you the people that text me and I'll never violate their privacy. They sent me what they sent about Charlotte and Rhea. You'd be amazed. And these are people that know, not not people, not people that uh, just you know speculate. And I'll tell you, that from the time Ashley hit that DDT, that spinning DDT on on uh, Rhea, which she took perfectly on top of her head, you know, there's two ways to take it. You take it on your knees, that looks like shit. Or you take it straight up and down, which is dangerous, and really, really. In, you are asking a lot of trust in a person giving it to you to that German where she completely did a 360 off the second rope and landed on her face. Nothing like it. Then the gorilla stood, which I'm privileged to be able to go to stood from the DDT up. Look, look at this bump right here. It's crazy. Who else in the business can do that? It, uh, it was a scary moment, man. I was fortunate enough to uh, be watching with the Rhodes clan and my goodness, yeah. when she took that, I mean, it looked like she fell on her head, but when, when she came up, we yeah. saw she skinned her nose. How is she? How is the queen? She's fine. She's got a you know, bruise on her nose and a black eye, but between that and that slugfest they had in the middle towards the end where they were really what I'm telling you, it was great. And I'll tell you my hats off to Rhea Ripley. She lets Ashley hit her as hard as I used to hit Steamboat. And that's what makes it real. As opposed to Seth Rollins and uh, um, Logan Paul. Logan Paul laying on their back side by side and slapping each other in the chest. Come on. They're both better than that. That that looked bad. Look, compared to Ashley chopping Rhea, come on. Let's get serious. 
I do want to talk about the rest of WrestleMania, but before we move on, we should acknowledge that as I understand it today is the queen's birthday. How about that? It is my God. We're celebrating. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cool that, uh, and and I think if you're following her on social media, I think she's in a tropical place with the love of her life and hopefully they're having a good time. And well, that led a lot of people to lots of uh, rumor and innuendo out there. Lots of reports. I think Mike Johnson over pwinsider.com is reporting that she's going to be taking a break. I don't know what's next for her, but I know that man, what a performance and, uh, I can't help, but keep score a little bit. It looks like 15 is on the horizon. I mean, we got 14 down. We're just three away from breaking your record. I think she's within striking distance, man. Oh, I absolutely do. And I, and I think they're all going to be great matches. She's at a, she's at a level now where I, I don't, you know, I don't, people are going to say, Oh, it's your daughter. Da, da, da. She's the best performer in the company. She just flat out is man or woman. Nobody can take bumps like that at her size. No woman rather. Is that unbelievable? Like and Rhea, and Rhea stepped up. I mean, Rhea was a real pro, man. What a match! In a match like that, it doesn't even matter who wins or loses. Agree. You have to keep track. You keep track of it, you know, like at her stage because of the world titles. But damn, they they stole it. I'm not kidding you. And I watched everything. I I I didn't see anything. I missed out some good matches, but nothing like that. And, and they started out slow. Does that make sense? Yes. At first, I wondered because if there was enough you know, interaction, enough heat, enough, you know, enough build-up to it. Because they kept her off TV so much, I couldn't figure that out. And I, I've heard an explanation. I'm not buying that. But, boy, once they got rolling, what a match. Unbelievable. It really was an amazing match. It, uh, it didn't have nearly as much build as some of the other stories, but I don't know no. that you need one. Uh, h- here's the reality they faced before at a WrestleMania. Of course, that was mm-hmm. the pandemic WrestleMania. Charlotte got the dub there and now Rhea has, uh, avenged the loss. So at just 26 years old, you got to think Rhea Ripley is going to be around for quite a while. And hopefully oh, that absolutely. means we get a rubber match one day between the two. I'd be down to watch that one again. Oh. Absolutely. But there's so many other great matches. I mean, for, for both of them to have, uh, actually I shouldn't say that because you know, if, if it's true that Bailey's not going to stick around and they've lost Sasha, I don't know. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. There's a, you know, a lot of talk in WWE. We're going to chop it up through all of that today, but one of the rumors is a handful of folks have requested their release, the grizzled young vets who a lot of people saw over in the UK and most recently in NXT and maybe more famously Bailey. And of course we saw Bailey show up at the new Japan show where Sasha sold those tickets out, out on the West coast, a couple of months ago, she was there mm-hmm. to support her friend. Do you think she's just on the outside looking in, sees how much fun Sasha's having and thinks, Hey, uh, I think I'd like to go try that. Or, or is she interested in AEW? If you had to guess. I, I don't even want to speculate. I have, I, I have a lot of time for Bailey as a person, and uh, obviously her talent. I mean, I've, I've looked back at what she's done and the stuff she did with Rhea Ripley when Rhea first came on, the, you know, where all those feats of strength and stuff like that. It was so damn entertaining. She's a very, she's a very diversified and, and, and phenomenal performer, so... I just, I, I hope personally she stays at the WWE just because I, you know, I, I think she's that good, but she certainly has a skill to do anything she wants to do. I have no idea. That's just a speculation. And I, I haven't, I talked to her, but I just think she's tremendous. I mean, I would have put her over Becky all day long. Really? Yeah. Who are you trying to build? Are you trying to build Lita and Trish? Oh, I see and what Becky, you're saying. You're I trying see to build the, this new, these new young girls. Right. Well, I'm, a, I'm asking, what are you doing? And, and who, we, who are we building? Well, that's a fair point. I mean, they, 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 they have worked, them, worked themselves into a, the, the Bailey and Lad crew of the, the two girls. I've only known them a little bit, but they're very nice. 
to work themselves into a high-level position with the company, and, and then they're putting their veterans over. You know, they had no problem beating me and, and uh, Kurt Angle on our way out. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Well, listen, we didn't I, see that with... Uh, I just don't understand the psychology of it. We did see uh, John Cena... Uh, take a pinfall from Austin theory. Of course, Austin hit the low blow, but still Austin theory is in the record books as having a win over John Cena at WrestleMania. Um, well, you know, I feel about John He's one, not, not only one of the great performers, but he's one of the greatest guys that ever worked with that company. He's all business. He's all company. And, uh, he takes time to, to visit with the kids. It takes time to like, I had friends there. He'll walk. You know how big that arena is. He walked halfway around the arena to meet some friends of mine. He's just a wonderful guy. And I think it's a great opportunity for Theory uh, to really build off that that win. If 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 they give him the if they give him the opportunity to. He's a real nice kid too. Well, I'm wondering uh from your perspective, um do you think we'll see John Cena again anytime soon? I mean, is he going to take an extended not, break I hope here? Not in that role. Yeah. They want to bring him back for for a shot at the title for the sixth or seventeenth time. I'm about that all day long, but not just. I just my personal feeling. I mean, he may want to come back, and he likes to wrestle. You know, he's obviously in great shape, right? And he stays like that with great physique and everything. But uh, I think I think John needs to be. You know, putting that, that that special atmosphere, just being there in, in only the highest levels of competition. Not the theory wasn't, but I mean, I'm talking about wrestling for the world title. Well, let's talk about somebody else who thinks they should be wrestling for the world title. Seth Rollins. You mentioned uh, a spot you didn't enjoy in his match with Logan Paul. He well, he, well, first of all, Seth can work like hell. Oh yeah, but when when you do mammy pammy stuff like that. Then you watch Ashley and Rhea chopping and knocking each other, pounding each other. You look, you think, what the hell? It, it doesn't even it doesn't it doesn't compute for me. Well, I, the crowd, man, they were so so behind Seth Rollins. They love singing the song. I mean, I feel like his character and his just fandom is probably bigger than ever. And I saw some interviews over. Oh, I agree. I agree. Where where he said he thought he should be. Uh, in the Cody spot. And of course we know Cody was not victorious. We'll talk about the match in a minute, but a lot of people are wondering, Hey, what's next? Would you be surprised to see Seth Rollins versus Roman reigns at a, at a pay-per-view sooner rather than later? Well, I don't think they've wrestled for the title. Have they? I mean, I, I think that there's still a lot of meat on the bone for that one. And you mentioned yeah. another one of Randy. Orton. No, I would, I would, I would, to answer your question, I'd love to see that match. Yes. Yeah. Especially since the guys came in together. That's what's fun to see them both grow and be so successful. Roman, of course, had the title for a long time. And Seth, uh, you know, came back from that horrible injury. And, I mean, I can remember it happened in Europe. Yep. But he's, he, he's working like nothing ever happened to him. And he, phenomenal performer. I was, I was just, I was, when I was talking about that, slapping each other on the chest to just after taking these huge bumps, it just, it, it's a little stuff that, that, that I catch only cause I'm probably been looking at it for so long. It's been quite a while since we saw, uh, Seth and Roman, um, hook it up. I think they, it's probably been like a year since they wrestled each other. It was a non-televised mm-hmm. event, but it's probably the main event in uh, Madison square garden. You got to think he's going to be in line soon. Let's talk about how we finished the night. But before we do, I feel like we should mention, uh, the, the Snoop Dogg improv. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, um, not something I think a lot of people were expecting to see. I know it was Sunday night, but I know he's a friend of yours and we saw Shane McMahon. Well, I went, I went and saw him Saturday. I spent time with him Saturday, introduced him. He took time. He took Chad and his kids and Adam. On his bus. I mean, he's a great guy. We've been friends for over 20 years. And then Bad Bunny took time to talk to the kids. I mean, 
basically the Usos, everybody took time to talk to uh, Chad's kids and Adam's kids. And it um, just reflects, and I, I hope it reflects on the relationship that I have with everybody. You know, they don't see too many guys my age get in to interact with the guys, you know, because I respect them all. And my, my personal opinion about stuff is never a reflection on them as people. Right. We're talking about what I what I think personally should have ta- should happen in the promotion because I I did not say this yet. There's no way that Sammy and KO and, and the Usos go on after Ashley and Rhea. No way. Only in the WWE. Well, I mean, listen, I got to admit they had the better story. It didn't feel like a lot of time was invested in the story of, uh, Charlotte and Rhea. That's not the point. Yeah. We're talking about a single championship from a girl, from a girl that won the Royal Rumble. Why are we just breaking tradition just for one, for what? What, what, why are we breaking tradition for one night? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What'd you think of that match, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the Usos? It's very entertaining, but it wasn't nearly as competitive as Ashley and Rhea. I saw some criticism recently about perhaps there's too much emphasis on false finishes and not enough on the actual finish, where Mm. it feels like there's almost bigger pops for some of the false finishes. And maybe in return, the actual finish feels a little anticlimactic. Is much weaker than I even told the guys when they gave um, the um, uh, shoot Bianca's husband's team. Oh yeah, Street Profits. When they took the Bianca's husband and, and stood him straight up, so he's ten feet in the air. Yeah, maybe twelve on a vertical suplex, and they held him and he held his body vertically. Yeah. And you could get bump. If that's not a finish, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how much more how much more impactful bump can you take? Right. But instead, I mean I told him, right? I mean, that's just my thoughts. I, I get all the diving on the knees and uh but you see that all night long. That was a that was a that was a phenomenal bump that kid took. Montez Ford, of course, is who you're talking about. I got to think Montez is going to be a WrestleMania standout for a long, long time. And so will Dominic Mysterio. Oh, and, Dominic's great. God, they, yeah, they, that was great with he and the Ray. God, that's, you know, just, I've known that kid since he was like five years old. And to see him mature like this and to know how, how close that family is, how much respect they have for the business was and I just, I've got so many great relationships and I'm so, so proud to see these guys, you know, accomplish at such a high level. Dominic's got a great future. I, I can't begin to say how much respect I have for Dominic and just his evolution, just in the last 12 months. I mean, a year ago, yeah. there were people who felt like, you know, oh man, the company's pushing him down our throats. But in that year, boy, he has come into his own is pairing with the judgment day, the relationship with three or Ripley. He's, a, he's a damn good thing. deal. Oh, it's so good. The, the interaction with the family was great. Fantastic. Just, it felt yeah. like a big night. And of course that was only night one night two. We had Brock Lesnar start the show. So Cena starts night one, Brock Lesnar starts night two. Doesn't take long for him to uh, dispense of, uh, 
Omos. We see Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler pick up the win there. And then the, one of the matches everybody was talking about, did you have a chance to see Gunther Sheamus and Drew McIntyre? I heard those guys just beat the tar out of each other. I did not see it. And I, I'm truly apologize. So I can't comment. Well, of course the, uh, the, the, the praise we big was, guys. So I'm sure they went at it. It was huge. And, uh, it was also huge to see Shane McMahon back, but man, and, and as all McMahon's must do, I guess at some point tears a quad. I mean, at this point, yeah. Shane's torn a quad hunters torn a quad. Uh, Vince, Vince has torn both quads. Vince torn both. We got to get Linda and Stephanie in on the action. Just, you know, complete it. Hunters, hunters torn both. <laughs> it's uh it was a tough day I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not laughing but we we thought when Vince tore his he had a heart attack um i can remember where that was and then of course having double surgery at the same time that's a, a very dis, dis disabilitating situation to be in but he did vince is just tougher than shit he just he just he'll try anything and he, the one thing about him, I've said this my whole career, is he doesn't ask anything of anybody that he wouldn't do himself. Right. If he was physically able. And that's pretty much the mindset that he works with. We, and he has done it all. Oh, yeah. And God only knows Shane. Jesus Christ, what hasn't Shane done? <laughs> we, uh, Shane, we also would see Shane. Shane's a tough kid, too. Uh, so was, uh, the, the demon Finn Balor, he needed mm. multiple staples to close up his head after his hell in a cell affair with edge. I think a ladder shot is what got him. Uh, edge is victorious there, but the main event is what everybody was talking about. The longest match of the weekend, 34 minutes, 35 seconds. Maybe it's going to be a longer story, but with a little help from solo Roman reigns caught the pinfall victory over Cody. Were you surprised? Um, I kind of was, yeah. I thought Cody would go over. But, you know, obviously they have plans. And it, um, Roman right now is, is their flagship guy. So, you know, who knows? It was a great match. It was a fantastic match. Yeah. Before the, uh, the match, a lot of people, including Mick Foley, were pondering... If you've built Cody this far and he doesn't win, mm-hmm. does he become almost by accident the new Lex Luger, where Luger challenged Yokozuna at SummerSlam and was not victorious? I don't I hope that's not the case. I don't think that's the case. I uh I, I have high hopes for Cody, and of course we know the next night we would see Brock Lesnar do a swerve and just leave Cody laying. And a lot of people were pretty upset about that, but Rick, if that sets up Cody versus Brock Lesnar at a pay-per-view and Cody's victorious there, the Cody story is not over. It's a long way from being over. Exactly. If he beat Brock Lesnar, right. It's a big, it is an if. Yeah. I don't know. I it's, I I don't think by any means I, I could, I think. This is nothing against Lex, but Cody's a much better performer than Lex. Yes. Only because he's obviously had more time in the business. Grew up in it where Lex just kind of walked into it. Um, By the way, I saw Lex over the weekend. He looks better than he's looked in a long time. Um, But, um, yeah, Cody Cody is a hell of a performer. I don't know. For me, you know, I'm I'm thinking about Dusty and Michelle and everybody, right? And I'm not thinking, God, this is do or die, but I want to see him get his hand raised. Yeah, but I've I've seen I've been in a situation many times myself, and I've seen it where it doesn't work out like that. But in a, once again, they had such a damn good match that it ain't the end of the world. It it they, they delivered on everything. And that's the, the main, most important thing. Like with Charlotte, and uh, I, I think it's a great win for for a win for for Rhea, but Charlotte didn't lose anything. She she came away, and I, I don't. I, it's repetitious, just proving she's the best worker in the business. 
Listen, it was a hell of a show. I'm excited for next year. And, um, this is going to be a WrestleMania remembered for a lot of things, maybe because it's the last McMahon owned. I don't know, man, WWE, the next morning it becomes official. They're going to be a part of endeavor joining UFC under that same umbrella together. They're worth $21 billion. That gives a $9.3 billion valuation for WWE mm-hmm. and lots of people are wondering what does this mean for WWE? What does this mean for Vince McMahon? And of course there's conversation about Vince's mustache. Did you see Vince over the weekend? Yeah, How was he? I sure did. How was he? I had a two minute conversation with him. Then I saw him, uh, again in gorilla, uh, during Ashley's match. What's your, what do you expect to see different or do you expect any change of any significance at all? With uh, with with this sale and well, I just, I just personally hope that the McMahon family has some. It still is allowed to run the WWE, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, because God forbid we have another situation where Turner buys the NWA. Does that make sense? That 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 turned into worst case scenario ever. I've heard, uh, Jeff Jarrett say before corporate owned wrestling doesn't work. Would you agree with that? Well, it, it, it works if you have the right, pl- it, it, it all depends on who, whose ego is, who's, who's doing what, but if they don't keep Vince involved and, and help, let him help them make creative decisions. Um, I don't think they'll be as, as successful as they would be without him. They would be with him. Does that make sense? There's a lot of people who, um, who they, they, people, they say they're upset with Vince. I, I didn't say anybody upset with them. There's always going to be people that are complaining about their position in the, in the company because they're not where they want to be or think they should be. But that's not the fault of the, of, of Hunter or Vince or the, some you know some people have a pretty high opinion of themselves that you know they they should keep to themselves rather than complain publicly. In my opinion, well, I know we all can't wait to see what's next for WWE, but it feels as if it's going to be a lot of good news. And there's some great news from our friends over at Henson Shaving. This is a sponsor that uh, is near and dear to Rick and I. Rick knows a thing or two about a good blade. And these days he knows that Henson shaving makes the best blades of all. It's a family owned aerospace parts manufacturer. That's made parts for the international space station and the Mars Rover. And now they're bringing that same precision engineering to your face. You see, razor blades are like diving boards. The longer the board, the more the wobble and the more the wobble. Well, the more likely you are to get nicks, cuts and scrapes, but by using these aerospace grade CNC machines. Henson is making the skinniest razors of all time. I mean it seriously. We're talking metal razors that extend just 0.0013 inches. That's less than the thickness of a human hair. Y'all. It also means a secure and more stable blade with a vibration free shave and it gets better. It also has built in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. And as a businessman, what I respect most about Henson shaving is they didn't want the best razor business. They wanted the best razor. What I mean is there's no plastic on this. There's no subscriptions. There's no proprietary blades and there's no planned obsolescence, but the Henson razor works with Rick's favorite, the standard dual edge blade that gives you that old school feel, but the benefits of new school tech that get at 0.0013 inches. Here's what I'm saying. Once you own a Henson razor. It's only three to $5 to replace the blades. And that's a yearly cost, not three to $5 a week, not three to $5 a month, not three to $5 a quarter, three to $5 a year. That's it. It's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that will last you a lifetime. Visit hensonshavingcom slash flare and pick the razor for you and use the code flare and you'll get two years worth of blades for free with your razor. Just be sure to add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades. When you head to H E N S O N S H A V I N G.com slash flare and use the promo code flare. So Rick, we, uh, 
We got a lot to talk about today, but we also have a ton of questions from our listeners. We opened it up and I asked for Let's questions and we got a bunch. Let's hit some here. Dave Silva's got us one ready. This was from our friend Zoel. He says, did you have any WrestleMania pregame rituals before performing or was it business as usual going through the curtain? Uh, it was business as usual going through the curtain for the hall of fame. I enjoyed it. Um, God, I mean, it was my eighth, it's my eighth trip between being, uh, um, inducting and then between being inducted twice and then inducting uh, six other people. And it's always thrilling. I mean, to me, the Hall of Fame is a, a big part of the, a big part, a big traditional part of the company. I, I love seeing Maria, Maria Menounos and all that. And it's a very classy presentation and the company pulls it off and it's such a high level all the time. It's great. A lot of um, a lot of people were praising Conan's induction. Speech. I got I, I got I got a new saying. I spent more money on clothes for WrestleMania than I made. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a new budget down there now. They got a new budget. It's more. I spent more money on spilled liquor. I that at the same time, but I spent more money on clothes. WrestleMania <laughs> to be the man <laughs> that I, I made. So that's amazing. <laughs> hey, so, uh, let's talk about some criticism from that uh, hall of fame experience. Lots of people were heaping praise on Conan for his speech. I was actually in the air and didn't get to see the hall of fame yet, mm. but there's a report out that folks didn't like your induction speech for great Muda. You have a response to that criticism? I don't know what they didn't like about it. You have to remember that 99% of the people in attendance of that building don't even know who Moody is. Does okay. that make sense? All righty. They haven't performed. Or they, well, it, and, and the wrestling people do, but I'm saying the audience. Right. So I just, anytime, I, anytime you compare someone to Ricky Steamboat and Shawn Michaels, I don't see how they can complain about that. Right. Because he was that good. Or say he was the first guy to do the moonsault on TV, as you brought to my attention. What they didn't like, I guess, is I mentioned the fact that I've been there 64 times and all the guys that beat me, because <laughs> I couldn't do anything about it. I don't know what they're unhappy about. So I didn't hear it from anybody in the WWE, right. but that's not unusual. No, it is not. Let's do another one here. Silva's got us one. Ready. Uh, who, who, who else could have inducted him? I, I, I did hear they didn't like me bringing up Sting, but Sting's in our Hall of Fame. Yeah, what are you supposed to do about that? I I, I merely asked the question, are you sure that, that, that Muda wants me over Sting? That's all I said. Right. I mean, if you can't speak your truth without being criticized. <laughs> it is what so, it is. It is what it is. Yeah. I thought that was a very fair question on my part because they 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 actually wrestled more than I did with with Muda. And when they when I mentioned that they asked me to show them around Atlanta, who else would be a better host to show them around Atlanta than me? Well, yeah, you showed them around. Why don't you, why don't you ask them if you had a good time? <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's one thing you know all about, and that's having a good time. Here's yeah, and can I just tell you something else? For those that didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Hit them with the old Brock Lesnar. I did, I did the best I could do. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. 
That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Here's one from uh, Victor. Like I said, I spent more money in that tux than I made on the tux alone. <laughs> Curious to know what Mr. Flair's or even the Crockett's organization reaction was when the big gold belt made its debut with the name spelled R I C K. And does anyone have the original nameplate? You had the old nameplate for a long time, didn't you? I did. And, and no, I, I think they're confusing that with me spelling my name R I C K when I wrestled Steamboat in New Orleans on the Jumbotron. Yeah, they did it there too. But when you debuted the big gold belt, sure enough, they spelled it R I C K. And uh, your son David told me that that was just in y'all's junk, in your junk drawer at your house for years and years because they immediately ordered another one, which is on the belt to this day, R I C flip. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, it's not funny. I don't remember that, but. And now that you're bringing it to my attention, I do remember it. Yeah. Hell, it didn't matter. That belt was so damn impressive. As I understand it, they only made a handful of, uh, original nameplates that match it. Dusty Rhodes, which we know Cody owns, uh, mm-hmm. stinger, which I believe sting has somewhere. And I think maybe one for Ronnie Garvin, but everybody else just got the, uh, trophy style nameplates, but there's a handful that were made to match. And then you had two, one with a K and one without. So. Wonder what that yeah, old, what that old they're also they're both a minor in the in the hands of a of, of an uh, of an ex wife. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't have either one. Isn't that sad? Let's do another one here. Uh Trevin wants to know what's what was Rick's favorite title that he won that was not a world title? That's a good question. Would it have been the old US title, the Missouri the Championship? US title, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you think about wrestling. I was wrestling Bobo Brazil for an hour back then. Steamboat, Mulligan, Wahoo, Paul Orndorff, Valentine, Piper. I mean, it was a big list of people that were involved in that U.S. title at that time. Matt wants to know, when it comes to big gold, did Rick prefer a brown or black leather strap? And what did Rick think of the WWE version of big gold that triple H received in March of Oh three now featuring the WWE atop of it. This is a hot topic because Rick, I know you don't keep up with this, but over the weekend, WWE released a version like you debuted for Crockett in their superstore. And they've had a mm-hmm. WWE version of the big gold for a long time, but they released one without that logo at the top. And instead of the, the black leather that we saw in the WWF. It was more of that reddish brown that you debuted it with. Did you have a preference one way or the other? And what do you think of WWE bringing it back? Uh, I didn't have a preference either way. Um, I still say the best, best, the best belt ever is the NWA belt that they bought for me. Right. And when you look at the people that wore it, Jesus Christ, Jack Briscoe, Harley Race, both the Funks. I mean. I don't know. I still, gotta, I mean, I'm, I know I'm older. We have to remember these guys, but you know, I was telling that story about Harley with me over in Japan and all that. Nobody messed with Harley race. Nobody messed with Jack Briscoe. I don't know why they th- thought they could mess around with me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard a great story over the weekend from, uh, well, maybe I should withhold the names, but someone says that once upon a time you found yourself in a gentleman's club in Charlotte. I think it was space odyssey, 2001 or something like that. And maybe you had your wife in tow with you and maybe Wahoo was there with you too, with his wife. And well, that, yeah, that's not a strip club. That's a, that's a nightclub. Some guy started giving you a little bit of lip and then yeah. t- tell us the rest of that story. Who told you that? Uh, I have my sources. Oh, Wahoo and I had to punch a couple of guys out and had to go to, had to go to, got arrested and had to go to, uh, go to court over it. Did you really? Yeah. The story I heard was that Wahoo threw the guy through the wall 
you found your ring that you lost on the floor and then you guys skedaddled. I didn't know there was paperwork involved. Oh yeah. No, my, my, my ring. And then I had one guy and then what, what happened with the wall who was punching the other guy. I had one guy that I was in the fight with and the other guy's wife jumped on top of wall. It's one of those deals very similar to the Saito Ken Patera thing. Right. Where the female cop got knocked down. Right. Yeah, but we, we got out of it. They, they, they started it. Yeah, Wahoo is a very tough, volatile character. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do another one here. Yeah. This one comes to us from Kenneth. Was there anybody else other than Shawn Michaels that would have been considered for Ric Flair's WrestleMania match? He means 24. Maybe if not Undertaker being tied up with Edge, could that have been a consideration? Did you get to pick or were you dictated to? I mean, certainly it was a, a hell of a match that everyone agrees was the right call, but was there any, anybody uh, else considered? I, I know. I, I think it was either going to be Sean or Hunter all the way. Okay. I didn't remember Mark being involved in that, but I certainly wouldn't have minded uh, retiring with him. No. Any of them. I just wish that I had stayed retired, but alimony can be a bitch. <laughs> uh, here's one from Zach. If you could redo any of your WrestleMania matches, which one would it be and why? A do-over. Do you feel the need? Yeah, for yeah, if I, if I wish I could have gone into my match. I've said this a hundred times with Shawn Michaels with a little more Shawn, a little self-confidence because hmm. Shawn literally carried me. I, that's not even debatable. I don't know how many times I have to admit it for people not to understand that. I, I had like zero self-confidence. Right. Even though I had a great deal of comfort with him, I had zero self-confidence. And then when you walk out the door, and I wasn't really sure you know, how the people react, and here we are, 78 or 79,000 people cheering, I went, my God. This is actually happening. What an emotional man. Nothing like it. Brandon wants to know during the eighties, how many different robes and trunk slash boot combos did Rick travel with per loop? And how did Rick choose which trunk and knee pad boot combo to wear every night? Well, I traveled and I rolled with three robes and three different outfits. Gonna be gone for like six weeks. So, um, I think altogether, I think I, I stated that I had bought in my career, probably 300 pairs of tights and probably 500 pairs of boots. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I did it in my retirement speech, um, because I just was emphatic. I mean, I can't even imagine, you can imagine how much I spent on clothing. Because I try not to wear this. You can look at my TBS interview stuff. You don't see me wearing too much stuff. Twice. On TBS twice. Yeah. I spent a fortune on clothing. And I wanted to be different. And the boots, I kept buying the boots because I would tear the toe off from doing the upside down bump. Right. And I had a very good relationship with Clifford Macias, who got him to me as fast. I mean... First, the first pair I bought, Wahoo suggested I buy them for Clifford. Uh, I, did, I only made two hundred dollars that week, and my boots cost three hundred. So <laughs> nineteen seventy-two. Well, the more things change, the more they stay the same. You just did that again this past weekend. You bought a new suit and uh, spent more than you made at the. Oh no, three new suits. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But one that costs more than I made. Yeah. <laughs> the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, but the hell. Gotta be tricked out, man, for WrestleMania. Always. Jeremy wants to know in this whole retirement storyline, was it even pitched Rick retiring while competing for a world title at WrestleMania? That probably never came up at that point, did it? No. no, yeah. no not, not at 59. <laughs> Uh, RCS 88 says, had you stayed in the WWE in 93, who would you have liked to have faced at WrestleMania nine? Of course we know you weren't there in time for seven. You did have a big one at eight against Savage. 
at nine, what would you have liked to have seen? Would it have been you and perfect or you and someone else? Oh, I wish it could have been me and Bret Hart. Oh man. That would have been something else. Wouldn't it? Yeah. I saw Brett this weekend. He's doing good. You, uh, you mentioned that you were at, uh, WrestleCon. We know you were there signing. Of course, that's a who's who of, of professional wrestlers. Yeah. Who all did you uh, get a chance to catch up with? Who all did you run into and get to spend time with this past week? I saw Kevin Nash. So, um, how's he doing? He's doing good. Um, you know, it's still, he's getting over a very tough sure. time in his life, but, um, he's doing good. You know, it's funny. Just, I think that, um, you know, I think everybody, if, if you're not involved in it, I mean, I'm, I'm involved still primarily because of Ashley, but when you do something for so long, I think you feel like you want to be part of it forever. I think I saw so many guys that wish that they had been, you know, involved um, and asked to participate in, uh, I mean, Kevin didn't say that, but I, you know, I just kind of sensed that, um, you know, he, he he and several other guys who I talked to uh, wish they had been part of it. Of WrestleMania um, this year, you it, mean? It's your way of life, and all of a sudden it's not there, and it disappears, and you always sign autographs. And it's a great time to see. I mean, I saw Greg Valentine, the Honky Tonk Man. I mean, I saw everybody. Um, but um, and I, had, I saw Miro had a nice time with him and Hurricane. And I mean, I, I think I saw just about everybody in the company. Um, it's just a great time to catch up. And I think, at, like, especially at my age, I just look forward to the next year. And uh, I, just, I just look forward to Ashley's next match. A lot to look forward sure. to with her career, I, that's for sure. Huh? A lot to look forward to with her career. That's for sure. Oh God, she's got so much long, so much more to accomplish. She just, she just, she really is just hitting stride right now. And if you're watching her and watch her career, she's better now than she's ever been. I want to mention that Cody Rhodes is 37 years old and he just had yeah. his very first WrestleMania main event. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of discussion over the years about when guys are in their quote unquote wrestler prime. And I've heard people say it's often late thirties, early forties, which is not what you would hear in a normal, typical quote unquote sport. You would say, you know, up until 30, but it does feel like the psychology of wrestling and all that. Maybe that's a bigger deal in your late thirties and early forties. I think you yourself won the Royal rumble. What, when you were 42 years old, something like that. Yeah, I think when I was wrestling Steamboat and what people consider our best matches, I was 40. So, so when do you think wrestler prime is? Is it around 40? I, I think a lot of it depends on, on how on, I think my wrestling prime was in the early 30s, but I would stay healthy. I got you. And if you have your health and if you work out hard and maintain it, you certainly can do it much longer. It, it's basically... To me, it's, it's injury driven. In other words, your career, you know, your career can be cut short by injuries and which don't affect your mental part, but slow you down physically. And the minute you're afraid to do something, you know, which can be caused by a torn knee or shoulder or, or you hesitate, you're hesitant, then you're more likely to, to injure yourself again. So I think you can be sharp mentally and do the hell I was 59 my problem in my 50s wasn't my my work I just uh didn't look very good cosmetically and I had I had I was in I was very uh insecure uh mentally but I could work as good as anybody when I was in my 50s I was 59 with the match with Sean but I'd had my self-confidence like I had 10 years prior to that Sean and I still got there. Let's do another one here. This one comes to us from, um, well, I mean, I, 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 I a statement that I can make, you know, everything that you do, the key to being, having longevity and being really good at anything is health. Look at Brady, look at Rogers. I mean, they're dying for Aaron Rodgers to come to New York. He's 40 years old. 
Right. Right. Verlander is throwing the ball a hundred miles an hour. He's 40 years old. So it's, it's all about health. And I think, um, the grace of God, and then your, 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 your hunger and desire to be, to be that good. Does that make sense? Yes. Here's one from uh, Yeshua. I'm sorry, Dan Barella. He says, aside from Jay lethal, has anyone else ever tried to make you break character or crack up during a promo? No, no. A lot of people have made me laugh. Dusty has iron has, but, um, no, Jay was the funniest. You know, Arnold's cracked me up a few times too, but I mean, Jay has, Jay's got a tremendous sense of humor. He's just a great guy. I'm glad he's doing, they're using him a lot more at AEW. Uh, Yeshua wants to know if he could go back to his prime and wrestle two separate WrestleMania matches with anyone in their prime, what two wrestlers would he choose and why? Who would you like to wrestle in your prime? on the biggest star of them all, biggest stage oh, of them all. He, I, I would love to wrestle Roman Reigns. Really? Okay. Yeah. Roman in my prime. Someone is around right now. Um, oh yeah. If I was a heel, which I would be, I'd love to wrestle MJF. Okay. Wow. There you go. Yeah. I'd be the heel all day long. He couldn't, he couldn't get me started, but he's, he's tremendous and he's got that spirit and he, I, I would like that challenge. Richie but Ray he, says, is it true? You're he, going to be in the next. He would think, he, he would think he'd get out and heal me, but he couldn't. Not if I was 35 years old, even 40. Here's something I hadn't heard before. A question, are you going to be in the next Fast and the Furious movie? What in the world? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, I'm co-starring with The Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Rock's not in that one either. He got sent packing by Vin Diesel. What what do you what do you make of all the rumor that that maybe Rock has uh, rubbed some people the wrong way in Hollywood? You know, there's talk that He's not going to be uh, in the superhero movies anymore anymore because black Adam wasn't a huge success. And maybe there were problems with the director. I don't know. And then we saw that he had a falling out with Vin Diesel. He's no longer in the, the fast and the furious franchise. You think there's smoke to that fire? I mean, he's the biggest star of them all still. Is he not? I have no idea to me. He's the biggest star of them all. Yeah, me too. My two favorite actors in Hollywood are Mark Wahlberg and him. Well, I'm not going to go love, so far as to I've say I've gotten to Mark Wahlberg a little bit personally. What a great guy. You look back at his career, man, he's made some great movies. I yeah, you know, I, and I'm a big, big fan of uh, of The Rock as well. I I, I've, never, I've never heard any of that. I talked to Ada the other day. She actually went to uh, at Wendy with the NXT matches to watch um, Rock's Daughter premiere. How cool is that? Yeah. So I, I don't know anything about that. Well, listen, I, um, I think everybody listening to this is a Homer and we want to pull for the rock and want him to do well. And I think most of us get his marketability and you know, why he's so popular. However, come on now, Rick, there's no way he's one of your favorite actors. Name your favorite three rock movies. You can't do that. My favorite what? Your favorite three rock movies. He ain't your favorite actor. Come on. I'm not kidding you. I just watched one the other day with him and Ryan. He and Ryan Reynolds were there in prison and that is one of my favorite movies. You know which one I'm talking about? Uh, Where he's an FBI agent. Red Ryan Notice. Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is a thief. Is that Red Notice you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. God dang. I love that movie. And to this day, I like Walking Tall. Okay. And I also liked very much, um, uh, what's the movie he made that, um, oh God, the, the, the original Fast and Furious. He was great then. Then he made the one with, uh, J- Jason Statham. I like, is it Statham? Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. Yeah. He, those are great movies. I love those. Who would you who would you think I'd like better? I don't know Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, somebody like that. Oh yeah, that's that's like talking about asking you about me and my wrestling career as opposed to 
some kid who's 25 or 35 now. You know what I mean, you're always going to pick me. You know, I'm better. Well, and I always know when it comes time to, uh, to watch some basketball or some football or some wrestling, I always get the question. Is there next to you? And I keep saying, no, <laughs> no, I mean, the world couldn't handle that Two of you, Lord, have no, mercy. no, and neither could the payroll. <laughs> I don't think they could make enough suits fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Woo Wings, Ric Flair's very own virtual restaurant brand, now operating in more than 50 locations across the country in 17 different states. And more on the way, you can now order the legendary flavors and world championship Woo Wings from your Uber or Postmates app in any of these states Alabama, Arizona, California, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Maryland, Michigan. North Carolina, New Jersey, New York, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia for a complete list of current locations, or to find out more about becoming one of Ric Flair's restaurant partners, visit rickflairwings.com. Woo wings is a virtual brand. So it is delivery only. And the food is made by restaurant partners with an existing location who are looking to add more to their bottom line. If you're in a woo wing city order today from the Uber eats or Postmates app, and try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16 time world champion woo wings, uh, Rick, we'll do a couple more here and then we'll wrap this one up. This one comes to us from our oh, friend Steve. Like Rick Flair drip. Oh buddy. We're closing with the Ric Flair drip. You know, drops, drops in Florida next to 13, the 13th and 14th big, big show in Chicago, the 15th. And then it drops in the great state of Missouri. April 20th. Uh, and you got something new uh, as part of rickflairdrip.com. If you're looking for, uh, some herbal support in your life, check out rickflairdrip.com. However, you've got something new that intrigues hey, me. You've you got know, you're, you're, blue you know, you know the name of, of the, uh, of the, uh, um, erectile dysfunction cannabis, right? Uh, is that space mountain? No, Rick thick. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm serious. You're selling something called Rick thick. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> that was a idea. Chad must be stopped. Rick <laughs> thick. My goodness. <laughs> Now, listen, I, I've been thinking for a while that there's a missed opportunity. Maybe what you need <laughs> is a cannabis infused lubricant and you call it slick Rick. Yeah. That's I, can, next. <laughs> I can get behind that slick Rick, get you off and get you high. Woo. My goodness. No, that comes out next month. It's going to be huge. Thick. I mean, at this point. How far can we be from you going to Doc Johnson and just getting a replica mold made and then selling <laughs> Space Mountain collectibles? <laughs> That's not even, hey, all that stuff is coming out in the next month or so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what are we going to do with you? <laughs> Nothing. Help me count my money. <laughs> 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 I will say this. I, I, I feel a little resentment towards the guys that at my age, I'm catching it. <laughs> hey, you know what? Why not? Why not? Thick. Thank God I trademarked it. I didn't get paid for making the song, but I can pay now. <laughs> Thank Rick. My goodness. Let's do another one here. Our friend, Steve Patty writes in, I know Piper had a lot of issues with him in 85 and 86. But what was your experience working with Mr. T in 1994? Oh, I, T, I always got along the great. <laughs> and Roddy were at war. And in New Orleans, you were there, remember? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the beef was. I, I had Bob Orton explain it to me. But I really can't. I never really got my head around it. But <laughs> they did not get along. Roddy was great though. Jesus, what a name. I hear his name a lot. Um, what a great guy. Boy, he and Dusty left us way too early. Way as too have, early. Way too early. As have a lot of people. Here's one from uh, I'm thankful for every day I have. 
Francis Reyes says, how much fun did you have when you dressed up as the KFC Colonel? Any stories you can share? I had a lot of fun when, when, when they told me they were going to make me part of it. And then they forgot about me the next day. <laughs> so I, I didn't have any fun. I was actually told I'll be part of the campaign because they liked the way I looked so well. And that was, somebody said they have really big flair. I don't think so. Oh, wow. <laughs> kind of like my entire royalty experience with them. <laughs> you, you and they, uh, they proposed to me that I assign my intellectual property to them for a while because that documentary is a, is a growth largest or the most popular documentary they've ever had on Peacock, right? Right. Um, and I'm still waiting for my check. You didn't get paid yet? <laughs> for the documentary. What I got paid for the documentary, you'd be embarrassed to hear. Uh, you, but, I but I haven't got a royalty check for the merchandise you made for it either. <laughs> nor, nor, nor was it advertised on TV, as promised. So... So okay, I still got the get the credit for the, the amount of people that watch it. Cause I still hear people still approach me about it. So I'm that's always nice to hear that. Well, and it's always so, nice to to hear from you, Rick, and to get your take. We uh we had a big week behind us. You know, we had the Ring of Honor pay per view, the NXT show, uh night one and night two of WrestleMania, a big Monday night raw, and of course tonight is um a pretty big AEW show. They're in the Northeast. They're going to be in long Island. It's MJF day. And lots of people are wondering, Hey man, what's, what's the next big plot twist in WWE and in AEW as they both gear up for the next well, I hope AEW can get over, get over 900,000 viewers. Cause last week they had 830. Before I, uh, before I let you go, we, we glossed over NXT Braun breaker. I'm saying that we talked about the importance of that match Remember last week. Yes. I didn't draw. So I don't know what the deal is because they, they, I enjoy watching it on TV, but tonight they're going to have a tough time because well, they'll they'll be over, but the Lakers and Clippers are going to be a big game tonight. And I'll go run record right now saying LeBron James is still the greatest. He had 37 last night again. Hey, I, I, I want to mention, uh, I do want to ask about Brian Breaker, and then we'll put a button on this. But I was sitting with you uh, Sunday afternoon, and you mm -hmm. predicted the fallout from WrestleMania would lead Raw to one of its best ratings in a long time. And I mentioned that because it was head-to-head -head with the college basketball championship. Yep. UConn won just as we predicted a week ago here, but still... You were right. It's the highest rating since January, big spike in the key demo. A lot of people were watching the show. I know a lot of hardcore fans weren't pleased 2. with 2. it. 2.2 2. 2 something. So it's just a little bit below the uh, 30th anniversary. It's a big opportunity for them. And I, am I didn't see, I didn't see what the basketball game drew, but I just feel like that without Kentucky and Kansas and North Carolina and Duke and all those teams that they, I think, I think San Diego state obviously had a great program, but I don't think it had the drawing power. I, I didn't see what they drew. I'll tell you what I did here this morning that I, that I am still amazed by the game with, that was Matt magic at Michigan state against Larry bird at Indiana state, right? Yeah. 1979 is to this day the highest grossing college national championship game wow. of all time. Wow. But that's amazing to hear that. The, uh, the basketball game did uh, 11.2 million viewers. Not bad. Wow. How, is that big? I don't know. It was just like 15, right? Yeah. It's not what it normally is, but still not bad. Yeah. Somebody made, made, somebody made some money. I tell you what, they're making a big difference because you and I college sports, the transfer portal is making a big difference. Oh yeah, big difference. Watch watch Dion's uh, Colorado team get in the top ten. Uh, before we uh, we wrap this one up, 
we saw over the weekend, Saturday afternoon, sort of flew under the radar. NXT had their big show. Of course, normally mm-hmm. it would be the night before, but now with uh, SmackDown and the Hall of Fame, things get a little crowded. So it was a Saturday afternoon affair, and Carmelo Hayes beat Braun Breaker. Saturday morning. Saturday morning, nine o'clock. Bron, well, certainly Saturday morning, uh, West coast time, but the rest of the world yeah. is still using East coast time. Braun breaker lost the championship. I think a lot of people assumed, Hey, that must mean he's going to make his main roster debut. That doesn't seem to be the case. Do you think they're keeping Braun in developmental too long is now the time to bring him up to raw or SmackDown or something like that. You know, I asked his dad, and his dad didn't know. I don't know what's going on. I thought maybe the reason they were keeping him there, I actually spent a, a fair amount of time with Shawn Michaels. I went over and talked to the new kids at UCLA that they recruited um, on, you know, on, on how to hopefully do promos and stuff like that. And I, I don't know. I thought maybe they were keeping him there, but um, I certainly wouldn't be surprised to see him on the main roster. But it may be, maybe it'll be SmackDown this Friday. We'll see what happens. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about it next week, right yeah. here on To Be the Man with the Nature yeah. Boy, Ric Flair. Thank you. Hey, guys. It's the hardcore legend, Mick Foley, here. And I need to call a quick timeout, a brief timeout, because I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley is Pod listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. The wait is over, as an all-new Conversations with Conrad is finally here. He created the soundtrack to so many of our childhood memories, with iconic themes like The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Ultimate Warrior, and many more. The legendary Jim Johnston sits down with Conrad for a two-hour career retrospective, available now only on adfreeshows.com literally started I was watching some tape of the guy and I just started doing this to the kind of what I felt like was the tempo of him running and then I recorded that and then just over that you're just doing you know it's so simple but that's what felt like him that's just a small taste a sampling if you will of what we have waiting for you with four levels to choose from four see for yourself why ad free shows is the best value in wrestling today sign up now right now at adfreeshows.com yeah